You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's up, Live Different Podcast listeners? It's Matt back here with another amazing episode, if I do say so myself, this time with my friend, Brandon Epstein, who you've heard several times on this podcast, always up to something new and interesting. And this time we take a deep dive into two topics, both meditation and psychedelics, which is always, always interesting. I would say exploring your own mind, your own consciousness is one of the most fascinating things that you can do for yourself. And and more than just fascinating, most beneficial things that you can do for yourself, at least in my experience, trying to live a well-examined life. But I won't tell you any more about that other than if you do decide to play around with any of these things. And when I say play around, I mean not do them just for, excuse me, but the fuck of it, but to really try to understand yourself better and make yourself a better human being. Make sure that you do these things in a proper set and setting with proper supervision and uh, really take them seriously. That is my best advice there. Seek out professionals who can help you with both these things. So anyway, this episode is sponsored by Under 30 Experiences, our travel company for young people ages 21 to 35. And we are launching a new Greece trip. Yes, I am talking G-R-E-E-C-E, Athens to the Greek islands, Paros. How about Santorini and the whitewashed? Beautiful villages, beautiful beaches, amazing food, really, really cool culture. I had the opportunity to be there last summer. I absolutely had a blast island hopping and seeing all of the history from what feels so much more ancient than we have in our country, the United States. Anyway, going out a little long here in this intro. Want to wrap it up so you can get to the good stuff. But if you want to get on our list to be notified, go to under30experiences.com because that trip is pre launch and we are only going to put out a few trips there to Greece this year. And the excitement's already building. So if you want in, check it out and uh, you won't regret it. It's a really cool place. Go out there. Happy Labor Day. Go explore. If you're listening to this and it's not Labor Day, go explore anyway. Have fun. Live your life. See you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we are live here with none other than two-time Live Different podcast interviewee, Mr. Brandon Epstein. You may know him from the Jump Rope Dudes, formerly the Zen Dudes, twice formerly Entrepreneur fitness. This man has been around in the wellness entrepreneurial space. Good memory. He is somebody who I, yeah, man, someone who I absolutely love spending time with. And uh, we were just jamming and catching up beforehand, but it was getting too good not to record it and start catching up. So without further ado, welcome Brandon Epstein. 
Thank you, brother. I'm grateful to be here. Grateful to catch up a little bit. It's a little weird because we're we're good buddies. So it's like weird that you're going to interview me because like I want to ask you questions back and forth. So hopefully we we, we get some some new juice for your audience as well. Uh, I don't know how how often you talk about yourself on your show, but yeah, we'll just get into some good stuff today, man. Jam. No, for sure. So of course I messaged you on Instagram because I saw something that you had launched. And it was a meditation app. And uh, all right, I will tell this part. The last time I saw you, it was in Santa Monica. And it was probably, I don't know, maybe it was less than a year ago or so, maybe in December or something. Yeah, a little bit more than a year. Anyway, one time we were hanging out. Let's get right down to it. And you guys were going from Zen Dudes and you were going to transition to the jump rope dudes. And I was giving you guys endless shit because (laughs) I was so personally attached to the Zen dudes. Honestly, as a fan, I was like, well, these are some Zen ass dudes. I want to hang out with them and they need to be the Zen dudes. And I was like, you guys were just breaking my heart right there. And then of course you explain this, that the reason that you wanted to brand yourselves as the jump rope dudes is so that you could reach more people and and spread your message faster. Obviously, this is great for SEO and YouTube and all, all this stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, I see that you launched a meditation app, the B Mindset, and all of my dreams were resurrected. And Brandon Epstein was Zen Master at again. So that's why I wanted to catch up with you to hear what was going on with that. And you started telling me some crazy stuff before. So take it away. Good, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, you know, my background has always been in meditation and I've always been really interested in like meditation for high performance. So that's why you got, you and I are such good friends because we're, we're both not just, of course, we want to heal ourselves with meditation and mindfulness. But beyond that, it's like, we don't just want to function on baseline. We want to like become superhuman. We want to be our best. We want to see what kind of unique gift we have and we can give to the world in the biggest way possible. So that's how I first got into meditation. I was playing college football and I started learning about meditation and energy training. I started healing people and my coach fucking hated me because he was like, <laughs> I see what the hell are you doing? Because I was like healing our football players and also playing on the team. I stopped playing after a couple of years because it was just too much friction there. But then I went into research when I was in school and I got a grant to do a, a study looking at the effects of these meditations that I was doing on different students and how it affected stress, anxiety, and strength performance. Because, you know, I still need it. I just want to get stronger. So I was like, how can meditation help my bench press? So, yeah, bro, I've been, I've been at this for, you know, I've been really interested in teaching meditation now for like, 12, 11, 12 years or so now. Wow. Uh, I haven't really stopped. But yeah, right after I graduated college, I actually had a different meditation app company. I launched one with my buddy. It went cool, but it was like my first introduction to entrepreneurship. And so that I eventually let that go and I let him buy me out of that company. And then I was like trying to figure out, all right, how can I teach this up to the world? Because I'd worked at Alternative Medicine Clinic and they didn't pay me anything. And it was like, all right, I don't want to be poor and do this stuff. I'm not going to be one of these like, you know, barefooted hippies who's like healing people and teaching this stuff that is like, has all of this extra stress on their life because they don't have money because money is important for its survival and just basic needs and just flourishing, be able to do what you want, try, go where you want. So 
when I was like 22, 23, most people didn't want to listen to me because I was just like very young. And so that's how you started to learn about me is because I found uh, Dan and I started introducing him to meditation. He was my, he was my business partner for Jumper Dude. And so I started teaching him meditation and mindfulness and things like that of that sort. And then eventually he quit his corporate job and then we combined forces because he was into jump rope and I was into meditation stuff. So we're like, then do fitness. We're going to do the exercise with the mindfulness and meditation. And then over time, the market just told us what they wanted. Market was like, yo, you guys, we just want to lose weight through jump rope. And so we got to a point where you, where you saw where you were sad that it had to happen, but we kind of compartmentalized and we're like, you know what? We're helping a lot of people lose weight and that's cool. It's a beautiful thing. People are transforming their lives, but this isn't going to be like my purpose for my life. This is going to be a way that I help people lose weight and a way that I'm able to make a really great living so I can go do all the other work I want to do without pressure, you know, because no one likes the coach or the mindset person who comes up to you and you feel that pressure of like, oh, they really need my money. I got to work with them because they really need it. And you live in Austin, like that scene is pretty big to everyone's a coach, right? There's so many coaches who are, who are trying to sell you on what they need when they're really struggling. So for me, I wanted to become a successful entrepreneur, have all my money taken care of. And now I'm coming back to where I started. And so I've been working with people. I do my meditation, mindfulness training, energy training. It's really a whole spectrum. I have a lot of tools in the toolbox. And the meditation app is the main tool that I can give people on the internet to use to program their subconscious mind because this is my main thing that I think most people don't understand is that we're functioning on programs that we didn't write. Most of our programming, you know, happens when we're zero to two years old, we're in delta brain waves. Sorry, I know I'm going on a rant right now. So you can interrupt me if I'm here. No, no, please keep on it. Okay. So we're in like when we're like zero to two years old, maybe up to four, we're in delta brain waves, which is literally hypnosis. When people go through hypnosis, they're going into delta brain waves. And so you're looking at mom and dad and you're seeing their eyes. Oh, they like that. Oh, they don't like that. Oh, that upsets them. Oh, that scares them. That programming is going right into us. We are becoming what the manifestation of what our parents subjective beliefs were about things and what their beliefs become our beliefs. And then, you know, all the way up through early childhood through like eight or 10, we're more in theta alpha brainwaves, which are still almost like dreamlike states where we're just consuming, consuming, and we're not really creating our own programs yet. That doesn't really happen until later in life when we get into the teen years. Uh, we start to do that a little bit. <laughs> for most people, myself definitely included, the damage is already done by the time like you get to those years. And so through my meditation app, I want to give people a tool to redo the programming in their subconscious and give themselves an opportunity to realize that you create everything in your reality. Like I live close to the beach. If a tsunami comes and takes me out, I'm not talking about natural disasters, but I'm talking about like your in day-to-day interactions. When you interact with someone at a coffee shop and they're mean to you or they're kind to you, I believe we create those interactions. I believe that the way we feel, the way we behave, what and who we're attracted to, what and who we're attracting, all stems from our beliefs. And so that's my passion, bro. I'm going so deep into this. And I told you kind of what the catalyst was that for that right before we got on this call. That's why I launched the app. So I'm like, shit, man. Everyone's running all these bullshit like beliefs they didn't choose. Let's let's do something about that. Let's choose beliefs that makes us happy and empowered. That's awesome. Well, it's been it's been first of all, it's been really cool to see you guys grow 
with jump rope dudes. I mean, you guys went from, well, you went from, from nothing, obviously from zero. And then of course, as you guys are, are YouTubers, you guys have grown to hundreds of thousands of subscribers at this point. What's, uh, if you don't mind me asking, obviously anybody can go and look it up, but where are you guys at now? Dude, we just hit uh, 500K uh, last week. Oof. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. That's huge. That's huge. So that's obviously the resource where people can go. And as you said, learn how to lose weight and get in shape and exercise less. And I mean, we ran a retreat together. So, so I get it, you know, firsthand. But during that retreat, you were also able to sprinkle in some of your stuff about mindset and, and meditation. You know, I mean, there's nothing, nothing greater to do, in my opinion, than be able to go work your ass off physically. And then all that tension is dissipates from your body. And then you can actually sit and be, be still. I mean, that's the right. That's the point of yoga is doing all those funny poses to be able to try to work out the kinks so you can sit still. So that's, that's really cool. Okay, wait, we got we got to back up here, though, because you guys are obviously doing tremendously well with the YouTube channel. Yeah. But you started to walk me down the psychedelic journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you said you had recently had a psychedelic journey and it sounded pretty profound. Yeah. You've done ayahuasca before, right? Yes. You've had experience with ayahuasca. What, what was that like for you? Just so people who aren't familiar with it. Like, what was your experience? And everyone's experience is different, but ayahuasca, in general, you hear similar types of experiences, right? Yeah, so mine was actually a pretty blissful experience. I went in, so this was in Peru, with a shaman, and my intention was really just to explore this spiritual side of myself and to be open to whatever the universe or Pachamama or whomever had to teach me, Mother Ayahuasca, right, uh, had to teach me. And so I just went in totally open-minded. I'd been practicing meditation every day for probably five years at that point. And I knew there was more out there. And I had, I had profound experiences in the past through meditation. And I really just wanted to know what more was out there. And so it was, uh, to me, it was exploratory. And, you know, I just asked for anything, any messages that would come my way or any revelations or experiences that would make me a better person to come out of that on the other side to doing such. And so, you know, I had like great, amazing connection with my grandfather who just passed away from Alzheimer's and he, he was living at that time. But I went into like a trance state. So, so my grandfather always has this enormous, enormous smile. And he just, you know, it's kind of even when he had Alzheimer's in the late stages, you kind of wonder what the dude is smiling about all the time. Like, it's such a sad disease, man. And so I would see this and I would, I would always wonder, yet I knew through meditation because I've had these experiences where I can't stop smiling. And I know what my true nature, one of the things that I learned in meditation, not really through the ayahuasca, was my mom used to call me baby smiley, right? Because yeah. she knew that I just had this pure, pure spirit went before all this programming, right? That you're talking about. And so I knew at my core 
that that was me, that was my soul, that was my spirit, right? And so during this ayahuasca journey, I was able to be like, oh yeah, that's what Grampy is always smiling about. It's this, it's he's not restricted. Yeah, <laughs> He doesn't give a shit anymore, right? So he was past the point of being connected to all this societal programming or whatever. And so I had that connection. I had another connection with my father that was like, hey, you just need to go and tell your dad that he's a great dad, you know, and that will be able to free both of you from anything that's happened in the past that will help him feel more, more at ease and confident about himself. And that will help you get over, you know, any stuff that happened in your childhood. And that like really helped me resolve. So anyway, so... <laughs> You know, you ask somebody what happened during their ayahuasca journey and yeah, yeah. you're opening up a big can of worms, but I know, I know it's so much. Yeah, there's there's a couple things I would say. Uh it's amazing, man. So very, very heart opening and healing, right? Yeah. Very healing experience because and I wanted I mean you share experience because well, one, I wanted to hear a little bit about yours and then also I think it's a, important to to set the stage for these things, like these plant medicines, these also, what I experienced was it was a toad medicine. So I guess it's animal medicine. So I don't know if we've clumped them together, we call them earth medicines, but that's what they do. They heal you and uh, they give you exactly what you need at the right time. And so that's what's cool. So I've had a lot of experiences, you know, with mushrooms and things that sort and LSD and I did ayahuasca a couple of times. But I didn't really like have like really profound experiences. So I found out I've been looking for an opportunity to do the 5-MeO DMT, which is the chemical compound in this toad only found in the Sonora Desert in Mexico. It hibernates for 10 months out of the year, two months out of the year, it comes out of hibernation and it's just nocturnal. So you gotta grab it at night. And you grab this little guy and you squeeze its back and the venom that comes out of its back. And doesn't hurt the toad at all. It's completely like, yeah, non harmful to it. Uh, it's 5 MEO DMT. And so it's like, you can squeeze it out. It's like squeezing a gusher or something and it comes out. And then uh, somehow they take this and they turn it into a powder. And then uh, that's what you smoke. And so I had heard about this for a while. You obviously know Mike Tyson. Have you heard Mike Tyson's podcast at all? I heard him on Rogan. I haven't. Check out his podcast. Oh, dude, his podcast is a trip. Basically, every <laughs> episode he talks about this toad because he had an experience <laughs> with it and it helped him completely uh, quit like using cocaine, quit like abusing drugs, alcohol. And that's what they used it for in large part down in the Sonora Desert in Mexico. They give it to like meth addicts, crack addicts, and it like just ends addiction. It's like one of those things that's just like what it does is it forces a quantum shift in your energy. So whatever you were attracted to before, it's not necessarily like those things you had strong addictions to before. You're just in a different place now. So you're not addicted to it anymore. So I'd heard about this. I thought it was really interesting and I've been looking for opportunity and, you know, lo and behold, I went to some, uh, you know, hippie event here in Venice and, uh, <laughs> and you know, there's some dude who was like licking, making deep eye contact with me. And I was like, oh, this guy probably knows where I can get some 5 MEO DMT. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, I was like, have you, uh, yeah, have you ever, you know, heard of this stuff? You know where I can get it? Cause it's really, it's kind of hard to find, especially here in the U.S. I mean, if you know the right people, you can. 
of course. But this guy introduced me to like this woman. She was on Instagram. So I sent her a DM. I was like, hey, I want to do some of this tote. And she was like, okay, you know, show up in these days. It's going to cost this amount of money. Here's what you need to do beforehand. Oh, yeah. And I told her, I was like, I've done ayahuasca a couple of times. So I was like, make this. Give me like the dose. Give me like the God level dose. I was like, I want to go. I want to go all the way. <laughs> Because I, you know, I heard that like you you leave this state of consciousness when you experience this bufo toad, and so I was like, I really want to go. I want to make sure I don't get you know half the experience. And so I showed up there. And the first thing you do is something you talked about before is a combo, which is a different frog from the Amazon rainforest, and it kind of cleanses you. You like purge a little bit. You throw up afterwards. For me, kind of just felt like meditation, but it cleanses you. So you do that first. And then right afterwards, like 30 minutes afterwards, that's when you do the, the combo. Or not, sorry, not the combo, the bufo toad. And bro, I watched the first three people do this and they have the most peaceful experience I've ever seen. Like they all like smoke it and then you like lean back and you like fall backwards. And I see them lay onto like a nice pillow. And then after a while, they're just smiling nicely and they come out of it and they're just like, oh, you know, I had experience. Like I felt what it was like to, to feel the love of God and you know, I was getting all these expectations in my mind. I was like, oh, this looks great. Like, I want this. Like, not knowing, you know, anything that was going to happen. And so then I get mine and I get my God level dose. And as I fall backwards, I just go into nothing. Like, every sense of myself and identity that I've ever built up through my, you know, 29 years of living is gone. And it's like, you're in this, it's like, it's entering the void of, you don't have a body anymore. You don't have senses. You don't smell, taste, hear, touch. You don't have any of that. It's all gone. You don't have a body. You're just, I guess, a spirit and connected to everything. And so that's a crazy experience because like Mike Tyson talked about it. He's like, the first time he did it, he's like, Oh fuck, I'm dying. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> because you were, you feel like you're dying because you lose every part of yourself that makes you who you think you are. And you just go back into wherever we came from before this, you know, you just go into the everything. And so I was there for a little bit. And then that's when this became the most difficult experience of my life. I started to come back and I got stuck in what people call like the veil. And it was like between that place and our just waking reality of what we consume and for and what our consciousness makes up as waking reality. And I was in this place and there wasn't really much going on. It was like black and red colors. And it was more just this feeling of spirits around me, like not seeing anything, right? Those like senses didn't really exist. And it was like this churning of just like something just working on me, just feeling the medicine working. And like, unlike everyone else, like I was starting to come back into consciousness. I only know what I'm about to tell you because the end of it, I could feel this and experience it. My legs, my arms, my body was convulsing. I was going through like the medicine was working me so hard that I was like convulsing like uncontrollably. And what was happening was like the medicine was just doing its work on me. And just, I had so much stuff that was tucked away in the shadow that I hadn't given any light to that I haven't acknowledged. And there's just so much there that my body just was just purging it in a way. And so I'm starting to come out of it. And she's like, I think you need to go back in. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I was like, I think you're right. And so I smoke it again and I go right back in, I fall back in, I go into this place of nothing. And then again, it's just working on me and my body is like convulsing. And it's like 
honestly the hardest thing I've ever experienced. And it's like not a physical pain, but a spiritual pain. It's hard to explain. And this is also experience where I never really believed in spirits or ghosts or anything in that realm beforehand. And after that experience, like it's too visceral not to believe in that whole world that there's all these other dimensions that do exist. It just became really clear to me. And I feel like I won't expect anyone to hear that and, and think it's real, especially if you're agnostic or atheist or whatever, you would have to have the experience to be like, all right, now I know what you're talking about. But yeah, afterwards they took me outside and they're like, yo, you know, look at the trees and the nature. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's everything concrete, my shoes, it's all me. It's all the same stuff. And so I was in a place so different from the other people who had the the hug and love of God. I was in this place of in between and I got exactly what I needed because afterwards my reality was just shifted so much because I was made to go through such a painful experience because it didn't even end there. Every night for the next two weeks or so, I would go back into this void at night. Oh, wow. So I was terrified of going to sleep. Damn. Because I was like, every night I knew, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Okay, relax, meditate. And this is me, someone with like 11, 12 years of practice and meditation, mindfulness. And you know me, like I'm a pretty peaceful, chill guy. And so I'm using everything I have to try to chill myself out. And like none of that stuff is working. So like I'm going in, I'm getting these crazy visions. So every night I go and get these visions. And then I wake up with like cold sweats and then coming back. And like one of my best friends died this past year in a really traumatic way. And it's like having a vision with him and like work that I'm supposed to do to go heal his family. And then like my family stuff. So basically all my stuff happened in the nights afterwards, the next couple of weeks where I would get like all these messages and I'd write them down like completely clearly in like my notes page on my phone when I wake up and that's where all my downloads came from. And so that two weeks was like, honestly, the hardest thing. And then ended up being the most beautiful experience of my life because it ended up me being in this state after a couple of weeks of just like pure bliss of like walking around, like that kind of, have you read like Eckhart Tolle? Yeah, sure. Where he's just like everything, nothing matters, you know, it's all good. And so I was just in that state afterwards. I purged all this stuff that I was just like everything. I was just in the oneness, pure peace. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, this isn't helpful for anyone. You know, like, what am I going to do? Just like, I didn't feel like doing anything because I had everything. And so I was just in this place of just oneness. And I was like, well, I get it now how someone could go and be one of these like monks that goes and sits up in on a mountain and doesn't do anything for his whole life. But I'm like, who's that helping? Like, number one, like that's not as fun of a game as I think I can play here while I have my opportunity to live life on planet earth, training ground zero. And two, it's not helping anyone because now I have all this new wisdom I've acquired. And so from there, it just put me back on my path of, okay, bro, like you have all these, these gifts and also these skills you've been working on the last like decade plus to help people like, let's go do it. And so, yeah, my meditation app was already in the works before that. I already, you know, cause I never stopped doing this, doing this stuff, but this was just like a shaking of my cage and just being like, all right, bro, this is it. Like, this is why you're here and this is your purpose in life. So I'm riding that way, bro. Man, that's crazy. I actually think about that part of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. It's it's right at the beginning where he talks about he has this massive spiritual awakening and how he would just, he's like, he sat 
on park benches for two years, just looking at the blades of grass and yeah, just, just being one with everything, which, which is really an incredible, you know, thing to experience. But as you said, well, then, but what's next? You know what? We actually talked about this, I think, on, you might have been the, our very first podcast guest 160 episodes ago or so. We might oh, yeah. have actually talked about the same kind of thing. So good to see you're still on that path. And good to see that you were wise enough not just to stay in that place. Because you see people just going from festival to festival where these psychedelic drugs are readily available, right? Because it's not easy if you're just a dude on the street to, to find this stuff. And if you're trying to be mindful about it and have set and setting, yeah, you can't just, <laughs> you know, it's not like buying weed on the streets. So you got to be, yeah, yeah you got to be careful there. So first of all, good for you for coming back to, to real life and wanting to have a, a purpose. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Right. So if somebody is interested in having their own type of experience, obviously they can go to Peru and still even there, it's best not to just sign up for somebody trying to sell you ayahuasca on the street. Right. This is something Mm -hmm. that you need to have assistance with. Um, I'll share with you that in Austin, right, I was just in a coffee shop and heard people having a very interesting conversation about psychedelics and they looked like extremely educated people. And so after something called me to go and talk to them after, and actually the, this woman had this beautiful, uh, Ganesha tattoo. And so I just went up to them after politely and said, Hey, you know, I heard you guys, I have a really interesting conversation about psychedelics. Uh, you know, what do you do for a living? Or I forget how I exactly what I said, but they were two psychiatrists from the University of Texas and the people that they were meeting with who had just left the meeting, one of them was a psychedelic assisted therapist. So someone who does this professionally, you know, like a psychologist slash shaman and full disclosure slash disclaimer, none of this is really legal in the States. Yeah. But in fact, uh, psilocybin, I believe in Oakland now, it has, yeah, in Denver, has legal, Denver. Well. So it's coming along. People are really fighting for this because it can have tremendous impact. But anyway, any advice for people who are interested in reading Michael Pollan's book, right? If you know the, the name of it, uh, that would be, well, I'll link it up in the show notes for everybody. But where can people go and try to find, because it's something you want help with. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And that was actually to also share like my experience with the bufo toad like i felt like it was really poorly handled afterwards because like people didn't understand my experience or what i was going through and it was just like afterwards like i did in riverside california so afterwards it was like okay so now i have like a two-hour drive back home and what do i do with my life now you know what i mean it's like to have something that extreme and traumatic even though it's like a lot of positive things happen it's it can be very traumatic. Dude, I can't wait until this stuff makes it more into into like our standardized medicine system where you have like a psychiatrist or someone, a professional who's like walking through this and saying, okay, we're going to meet afterwards for two hours, di- you know, digest this. I didn't have anyone to share this experience with. It was just like, just happened. 
go deal with it, have fun. And then it's like, you need to meet with someone a couple hours afterwards, integrate it. And then like, you know, I feel like every week, maybe even every few days afterwards, have someone who's going to talk you through this. So to since that doesn't really exist right now, I think it's so important to get a really stable foundation through meditation practice before you even think about doing psychedelics, like gain that self-awareness of who you are and maybe some of your shadows uh, before you go into this stuff. So you're not just terrified and been like, Oh my God, what is all this stuff that's happening? And like, maybe that's going to happen either way because a lot of stuff lives in your subconscious and maybe it's so far down there. You need these psychedelics to bring it out or really advanced meditation. But yeah, dude, I think it's important. The important thing is just having that foundation of that connection to your subconscious before you go in. Because I have heard people who've done the Bufo toad. Actually, one of my buddies, he works with the, you know, the flow genome project, those guys. Sure. Um, my buddy's is one of the partners over there. And he was saying like one of his good friends, you know, kind of understands the role a little bit, but he was a young guy. He did the Bufo toad and he was broken for a year. Oof. Like couldn't, function in society couldn't do anything like really fucked up so there's a warning to all this stuff like it's very serious medicine and it shouldn't be done unless you've already started to lay the groundwork a little bit and gaining more awareness gaining that relationship with your subconscious well that's an easy transition (laughs) (laughs) if somebody wants to to start down you know and, and probably my listeners at this point have sat cross-legged at least at some point in their life and tried or showed up for a class or downloaded an app or, you know, found a free meditation on YouTube. If people want to start to, as you said, lay the groundwork, right? Because starting this consistent meditation practice is, that's one way to look at it. And a lot of people listening to this right now have probably failed at that in the past. So what could people do? Like, let's reframe it for them and talk about yeah. building that solid foundation uh, where they can start to reassemble their subconscious, if you will. Yeah. Oh, dude, for sure. Like, actually, I have a personal YouTube channel as well. I just made like a series on this. Awesome. Because I think this is the most fascinating thing that we can explore in our lives because like we talked about earlier, we have all these subconscious programs that a lot of times we didn't choose. And so the first step is just understanding that our beliefs create our reality. And that means you have to take responsibility for everything in your world, everything you're experiencing. And for someone who's very rational minded, you can think about it this way. We, we only have so many inputs and we can only make so many internal representations, meaning we have the inputs of the smell, the sound, the taste, the sight, the touch. Like these are the only inputs we have. So we get any of these and then we create internal representations. And these internal representations come from our beliefs. And all beliefs are, are just perceptions that have been reinforced, reinforced, reinforced. And so when we're in the hypnosis state, when we're young, that's how those perceptions can become beliefs. Also, if you go through trauma at some point in your life, like a woman who has been like constantly cheated on by her boyfriends or husbands or whatever, all throughout her adult life, by the time she's like 35, she's just like, oh yeah, all men are bad. All men are bad. And so that just becomes her belief because those perceptions have created that belief. It's just been congealed through all those perceptions come together over such a long period of time. So the first step is understanding that 
these perceptions create belief. A lot of these you didn't choose before. And so every time these inputs come in, you need to start to become aware of like, okay, even something like, oh, I hear a siren. I believe something. What do you believe when there's a siren, right? Someone's hurt. Something's bad is happening. And that's not, it's not like it's a bad belief. It's probably pretty accurate. But we have all these beliefs where it's like, oh, okay, like I see this person do this thing and this is my experience or someone questions me in this way. I have this experience or I see someone in authority and I feel this way. And so starting to just become aware of how everything that comes in becomes an internal representation. And when we have that experience, we need to pause for a moment and be like, hmm, why do I feel this way? What belief is attached to this? And so it's work. You know what I mean? Like it's shit that most people don't want to have to do, but that is what it comes like over time. Like for me, I have this long notes page where I started to uncover all my beliefs and dude, I had some terrible beliefs. Like this is like recent, man. And I understand so much now, like I've been able to achieve a lot of things, but I've been blunted in a lot of ways because I've had beliefs for me, like one of the, the exercises you can do is you can just like finish sentences and you can't do it from your rational mind. You have to like chill out, relax, get into a little bit of a meditative state. So you can just do deep breathing and be like, do you want to try this and see if we can uncover some of your beliefs? Sure, sure. Let's do it. And then if you want, I can, I've become really good connecting to the subconscious so I can sense if, if you're saying what your belief is, if it's coming from your conscious or your subconscious. So you, if you're okay with that, I'll, sure. I, you're, you're a real genuine guy. I feel like you have a connection to that. So it'll come through. So finish the sentence and without thinking about it, first thing that comes up, I am. Yeah. See what you're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I'll tell you what came to my mind. Yeah. So the very first thing, it was so weird that I didn't say it out loud. I, large. Large. Was the first thing that came to my mind. And then it changed and I was like, oh, I must be powerful. And then I was like, well, that's a douchey thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that I, that I froze up. Yeah. So this is a cool thing, bro. I actually recommend you, you play this game by yourself and just allow yourself to get into like a meditative state and finish all these sentences. Sentences like I am, people are, the world is, uh-huh. money is, sex is. Um, and you can't do it from a rational mind. Cause I've done this with like a bunch of like clients I work with one-on-one and like before they meditate, they give them everything they say is bullshit. They're just projecting. It's what their, their shadow wants them to perceive. And I was doing the same thing because I'll share mine now. Dude, when I went into this, you wouldn't believe this, but I am worthless. Oh. Yeah. I am worthless. People are fucked. The world is ending. I had some deep and I went through all these and I was like, damn. I was like, this is why that the the bufo had to do so much work on me because I was hiding all this in the shadow and like, this exists. This is what's going on in my subconscious. And so once I was able to start to identify these things, it's just, this is all going somewhere. Once I was able to start identifying all these beliefs, I was able to change them. And like one for me was like, you know, of course, being a Jewish guy, Jewish family, money is bad, you know? Mm. And so once you change all of these beliefs around these things, you start to get the opportunity to say, okay, well, what do I want to create in my life? And now let's just 
reprogram all these beliefs to align with what I want to create. Because if our beliefs create a reality, well, let me, what do I want? And choose my beliefs from there. And that can happen through going deep into, you can do, you can reprogram them a couple of ways. You can go into like meditation and you can visualize deeply, you know, doing those like kinesthetic visualizations where you feel, taste, smell, hear the experience of that belief being manifested into the world. So if it's money is fun, it's like, okay, I'm going to visualize myself, like taking all my friends on vacation. We're having a great time, you know, being able to like let my mom retire because I'm giving money, like her being so happy, like all those experiences, right? So you can visualize it. And that's one way to start to bring the beliefs. And then you can pick one at a time and you can just do repetition with it. You can just, you know, you're walking around, you're like, I am in my one that I changed it to from I am worthless because I was pretty terrible <laughs> to I am loving. So then it's just like repetition. It's like, I am loving. I'm loving. What does it feel like? I'm loving. I'm loving. And a lot of times people get stuck where they're like, oh, well, I have this bad belief. I don't know what to change it to. Well, if it's bad, just do the opposite. A lot of times you just need to do the opposite of whatever that belief was. If you If you're not getting results you want. And a lot of people are like, you know, they don't want to face this. They'll be like, Oh no, I, you know, I don't have like fucked up beliefs. And you'd be like, okay, let's talk about the different areas of your life. How are they going? And if you find an area of your life that you're doing terrible, then you should probably just do the opposite belief that you think you have right now. So if you're really overweight and you come up with your belief around like good health is blank, well, you should do the opposite. You should change your belief to the opposite of whatever that is. So it's deep work, but it's worth it, man, because your beliefs create your reality. So it's like, what else could you focus on, in my opinion? Absolutely. And some of this stuff is available on your YouTube channel? Yeah, I just put a, a playlist up it's called Unleash Your Full Potential on my YouTube channel. And then I created meditations to accompany it on my meditation app. So they work together. But you don't need the app. The app is just like some of this stuff, right? You want someone to guide you in a meditation. So I put it in there for people who want it. And other people can just do it on their own. Sweet. Wait, and what's the URL for your YouTube channel? It's Brandon Epstein Meditations. Okay, cool. Brandon Epstein Meditations. And of course, I'll link this up in the show notes. And I got your iPhone app. I know it's available on Android as well. Uh, the B Mindset. Yeah, the B Mindset, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And I got, I, I've got one. Well, I know you have to go in a couple minutes, but I have one other burning question for you when you were talking, right? And with so much doom and gloom these days and yeah. the end of the world may actually be coming. I mean, not, I, I really don't think so. But for people who are mindful about what we're doing to the planet and conscious of how we are treating each other and really do believe, sorry, but a lot of people are fucked and that the world is ending unless we turn some shit around. How can we reprogram? I mean, I guess we can reprogram these beliefs, but is, is that the truth? Are you really optimistic that we can? Yeah. So that's the thing about beliefs that are funny. Absolute truth doesn't exist. Our beliefs create a reality, but we choose our beliefs. And beliefs are not true. We make them true by believing in them. That's my answer to that. So I changed my beliefs around people and around the world because I want to believe that it's not going to be that. And so what does that lead to? 
all this stuff is very practical. And I get into this in that playlist as well is where is it, where do we go with this? Right. Where do we go from like, oh, okay, God sees bad beliefs. Okay. Well, we don't want those anymore. Well, what do I want to create? I want this. Okay. Maybe I want the world to change. I want like, you know, I want to do something to counteract global warming. Maybe that's part of my like, reason for being, and that's what I'm here for. Okay. Well, I need new beliefs now that are going to align with this. Well, where do I go from here? Fucking action, man. That's what it all comes down to. It's got to come into habits and your habits live in your subconscious as well. It's all connected because you can't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. It has to go into that subconscious. It has to become habit. It has to become ritual. So all this stuff, what you believe is true only because you believe it's true. And so I say, come up with a reality that you want to be true in your own mind and then reverse engineer that with actions to make it true. And dude, I'm just, you know, I just have just as much worry about our world and people in general. And that's why I'm so dedicated to this work. That's why I'm putting all this content out because I'm like, well, where is it? Like I listen to people having conversations about politics and stuff like that. I'm like, or, you know, the shootings we have, it's like, those conversations are not the issue. We don't need to be talking about these things. We need to talk about healing ourselves and how do we actually, if we can heal ourselves, I think we'll be committed to healing the planet because we'll understand that we are the planet. Like we don't exist without the planet. The planet will keep existing without us, but we don't. So if we want to keep on going, we want to have grandkids and, and so on and so on and see where this human thing's going to take us, then we have to empower ourselves and understand how to use our own hardware within our minds to create our reality. So that's why I'm on this tip, bro. I'm super passionate about it. And, um, this is just the beginning and I'm, I'm excited to, to see how I can continue to get this information to people. Damn. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that very positive mindset. And I, I couldn't agree more. You know, if we believe that we can turn this planet around, if we believe that we can turn ourselves around and, you know, the people who are, are committing these terrible crimes and all this, these are people who fell through the cracks in society and nobody ever, ever gave a shit about them, unfortunately. And I think we need to. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. And, and these people, man, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people have seen that viral video around uh, that dude in El Paso. It's like, what are his beliefs? Where do those beliefs come from? He doesn't choose those. Like those beliefs were imprinted at a very young age. And that's how they become so rooted that those roots of like hate and anger towards a certain group of people, like that's all living in his subconscious. And it's like, it's not that we feel bad for the person, but it's just like recognize where that comes from. And we have to heal ourselves as a whole if we're, if we're going to make any progress. I love it. Again, the B mindset, shout out where else people can connect with you online, would you? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Zen master app. Yeah. I'm, I'm very open, open dude. So if anyone thought this was interesting and wants to go down the rabbit hole with me, um, I'm always looking for, for people to talk to and to, to help uh, share this work with. Thanks dude. Much love. This has been, this has been awesome. All right, man. Thank you for having me. Of course.